Welcome to your daily missed motivational, inspirational success tips. This is JJ Burden. Well, it's been a very challenging week for me trying to figure out what story I'm going to share from day to day. As I mentioned on Monday, this is storytelling week. And I have a lot of different stories that I share and that I teach from. The challenge was just trying to figure out again who's going to make the cut. You know, there's there's so many that I I I love to share, and I hope you've been enjoying them thus far. As I mentioned on Monday, that we try to follow a format of tell the story, make a point, and give an action step, and that's what I'm making sure that each story comes equipped with that formula. Today's is one that I've never shared. Unless you've been on TikTok. I am on TikTok. I share a lot of NFL stories. And this was one I shared some time ago, I think late last year or early this year. And what's interesting about my stories, and let me say this. Yeah, a lot of my stories might revolve around football because it's something I did since the age of 15. But they're really not about football, if you understand what I'm saying. As a professional speaker, I probably say 40 to 60% of my audiences are usually female. So I try to make sure that it's relatable to anyone. And I do love it once my presentation's over when women sometimes will come up to me and say, man, I thought this was going to be about football, but it's really not. You're just teaching simple lessons of life and using football to do that. And that's with today's story. That's why I want to share that too. So I'm going to take you back to my third year in the NFL. The first year I was with the Cleveland Browns. Second year I was with the Dallas Cowboys. And this is that third critical year where you've really got to, you know, lock down and get solid with the team because you can't keep bouncing around. And if you don't make it by your third year, you get labeled. And eventually you don't get more opportunities. So this third year with the Kansas City Chiefs was a critical year. I had to make it. So I signed with them in 1990. I worked with them during the offseason. I went through training camp, and I had a great training camp. I mean, I was this unknown free agent, had this great speed, and just making all these great catches. And I remember just reading articles and hearing people on the radio call in and saying, who's this number 18? That was the number I was wearing at first. Who's number 18? He's going to be great for our team. You know, I really created this energy in Kansas City. You know, everything was going great. And I just knew. I was going to make the team. Well, when it comes to the final cuts, when they start releasing players to figure out who's going to be on the 53-man roster, they can only keep 53 men, even though they bring in about 90. And I was, it was getting down to the last day, and I'm thinking like, oh yeah, I know I'm on the team. I know I'm on the team. Sure enough, though, the guy who goes and gets the players let them know they got to go see the coaches before they get cut. We call them the Turk. We call them the Grim Reaper. And he comes up to me and says, JJ, coach wants to see you. Bring your playbook. Those are usually not good words to hear. <laughs> Bring your playbook means they're about to release you. And I was shocked. I'm thinking like, no way. No way are they going to release me. No way. I did everything right. I had a great offseason, great preseason. You know, they need my speed. There's no way. So I go up to the head coach, Marty Schottenheimer's office, and it was a totally different conversation. I walk in, he says, okay, kid, I just want to say you had a great camp. You deserve to be on this team, and you should be on team. But the business side kicks in a little bit here. There's a player that we drafted, 
and he needs to make the team because we drafted him. And let me just say this, and I understood that. That was the business side. There's a player that was drafted. He's making more money. You know, you don't want the organization to look bad. So that person has to make the team, even though it's clearly evident that I outplayed him. But Marty goes on to say, but listen up, I'm going to get you on this team in about two weeks. So I just need you to hold tight, just, you know, go home, work out, and you're going to be a Kansas City Chief. So I walked out of that office with mixed emotions like, okay, that's cool. They're going to bring me back, but it's kind of weird that they're going to actually make me sit for two weeks. I mean, is this really fair? Needless to say, though, I went home and I had to share that information with my wife, which is really tough because my wife and I had just got married. We were about three months into our marriage. We found out we had a honeymoon baby on the way. And so there was a lot of pressure. And understand, I didn't make a lot of money the first two years when I was with the Browns and then with the Cowboys. And so we were kind of surviving off of the money I had made. And we were down to our last wire. Matter of fact, money was looking really low. I can remember we had about $200, or excuse me, $250 to be exact, in our bank account. We had just paid all of our bills. We bought food. And you know, we were a little worried. So two weeks go by. I'm working on every day. And by this time, I get some calls from some other teams that want to sign me. But I'm thinking, remember I told Marty I'd give him two weeks. Well, after the second week, they have not signed me. And I call Marty and I say, Marty, hey, it's two weeks now. You guys haven't signed me. And I have other teams calling me. And my wife and I, we don't have hardly any money. We're down to our last 200 bucks, And, you know, we, I got to do something. So Marty says, can you come to my office right away? So I drive over to Arrowhead to head coach Marty Schottenheimer's office. And as soon as I walk in, he whips out of his, he whips out his wallet. He pulls out $200 and he says, can this get you through the weekend? And I go, yes. And he said, well, and take your wife out to dinner. So I go home, share this with my wife. I take her out to dinner. The Kansas City Chiefs played, I think, Cleveland the very next day. The day after that, they cut one of their wide receivers. They give me a call, and I sign with the Kansas City Chiefs, and the rest is history. Now, if you're listening to this, you probably never heard that story. And we could pull so many lessons from that story. And I want you to think about what are the teaching points. For instance, how about patience? You know, often we want things right now, and many times we do have an entitlement. I won't say all of us, but sometimes people have an entitlement mentality, and they want success immediately. They want it to go their way right now, but success is an endurance race, and sometimes, yeah, you might have to wait two weeks, or you might have to wait three or four or five years, but you want to make sure that you stay committed to doing whatever it takes to be ready, because when opportunity knocks... You don't have time to get ready. You got to be ready to take advantage of it. How about loyalty? Loyalty that I showed and loyalty that Marty showed to me. I mean, it's so easy for people to not hold true to the word, you know, not stick to a vow. You know, if you say yes, make sure your yes means yes. If you're no, right, no means no. Show some kind of loyalty and some kind of integrity. How about how do you respond to the situations that don't favor you, that seem they're not fair? You're not being given a 
fair shot or a fair opportunity. Clearly, like I said, I outplayed that guy. You could tell. Everybody could tell. It was not fair. I should have made that team, and he should have not. But instead of getting upset, I focus on what could I control. I could control my attitude, how I showed up every day, and the effort that I made, too. And I made sure I had the right positive attitude, and the effort was there. I was giving my best and treating every day like it was game day. And another point. And this might be maybe one of maybe the strongest here, but don't burn bridges. What if I got upset with Marty and really became, you know, a cancer or had a bad attitude and just let him have it because I was pretty confident another team was going to pick me up. But no, I handled it very professionally. I was very polite. I was very kind. And look what happened. He brings me back on, and I played five more years for the Kansas City Chiefs, and that really extended my career, all because I did not burn a bridge. So I hope that that story gives you some kind of value and gives you something to think about, and so that if you're in that situation to some degree, maybe you pull that motivational success tip out and apply it in your life. So that's today's story. I appreciate everybody listening, and uh, like always, don't forget to subscribe, like, share, and comment, and I'll see you on the next episode.